Hey guys. So I just um, had to work through something pretty interesting involving one of my, someone I considered to be a best friend. We've been pretty good friends for about four or five years. We just kind of clicked immediately and I've pretty much always kept in touch this whole time. And I saw him as just one of those people in my life that would probably always be there. And I kind of just defaulted to assuming, yeah, of course, uh, we'll stay friends. And so the lesson I ended up learning is that having a narrative or attachment like that about something can kind of cause you to blind yourself to things that don't fit that. And this is something I keep learning over and over in so many different forms that having belief and attachment to something, it really uh, makes it hard to see what's right in front of your face and to think critically. Um, so obviously I'm not going to mention this person by name, but I'll just speak generally about them. The last time that we were really, things were going well and I felt like we were relating was over the winter this year, but uh, like the last six months, I just noticed something really odd. He stopped taking the time to respond to my messages. He would every once in a while, but it seemed like it was only when he wanted something, like he wanted to ask my opinion on something or share a song he made or a post he made. It seemed like it was almost like a transaction for him. Like he'd be like, oh, she wrote me something. I better respond to that really quick so I can get feedback on this. It just started feeling like that, which was weird because before that, it never really felt like that to me. It seemed like he actually cared about my life and we both talked about our lives and listened to each other and gave each other advice. And all that was really cool, but it's, yeah, something just really changed, um, like I said, within the last six months, and I didn't like it, and I just thought, well, he's probably really busy, so I'm gonna, gonna try not to take it personally, um, but eventually it got to a point where he would just keep, he got so, he was so, like, out of touch that he would... I would send him like several messages just trying to, for some reason I still made efforts regularly to like share things with him, ask how he's doing, try to get his ideas on things, even though he almost never actually answered. And this is what I mean about the attachment thing. Like I see now, why was I even doing that? But, um, it's because I had a belief. This is my, one of my best friends. And, um, yeah, it's like he, it would get to the point where I had sent like several messages and never heard back for like a week. And then, and then when he finally responds, he doesn't address anything in the messages. Instead, he sends me a screenshot of something he said to another person saying, I think you'd appreciate what I said here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like basically he was showing me, I'm, you're not worthy of my, um, present moment engagement at all, but you might appreciate what I said to this other person. I'm not going to take up, I'm not going to put the effort into type a real personal message to you to ask how you are, to respond to anything you said. And a lot of times things I said were like personal or, you know, something I was asking for input on, like we used to do for each other. 
And, uh, yeah, it was just really, I was like, what the fuck has gotten into him? He, he just, (laughs) I was like, it was, it was like his personality seemed to just slowly disappear. So I actually tried to talk to him about this. I was like, Hey, I'm getting culty vibes from you lately. It's like, you don't even bother to communicate directly yet. You are like preaching all of this new agey enlightenment stuff, um, in groups on what, WhatsApp, your group chats on WhatsApp and stuff. And we actually had a really awesome talk on the phone. This was like last month. Um, And I realized that he had asked to call me a few times, but I didn't take him up on it. So I thought, okay, those were my chances to maybe like talk for real. And I didn't. So I kind of took responsibility for that, which it, it is always the person's responsibility who's there accepting certain kinds of treatment. I won't say equally as much as the one being a dick, but it's definitely an exchange. And I let it continue. So anyway, I told him about that and things were cool for a while. He even um, came to visit me and my husband on his way to another place. And uh, we had a really great time and awesome talks and it was cool. And he was going to be super busy after he left. So I didn't expect we'd keep in touch uh, a ton, you know. But yeah, it was back to the thing where there was almost no contact, even though I was trying to send messages, which is fine. But the really weird thing is that he had this like mastermind group course thing that he was all excited about getting people to sign up for that he had invited me to do. And I didn't, it just didn't feel right. So I said no, but I was going through something super confusing two or three weeks, three weeks ago, and I kind of didn't feel as confident that I could lead myself where I want to go, which I see now isn't true. But it's like I had some self-doubt for a bit, and I thought, why I might as well just try this friend's group thing, because he told me I can pay for it later when I have the money, and so I just didn't feel like I was really doing anything else. And I noticed that as soon as I told him that I'm interested in joining his stupid group... <laughs> sorry, but, um, he immediately started treating me really nicely, which was extremely different from, uh, how he had been to me most, for most of the time, like 90% of the time, the last six months. So that was a little red flag to me. But like I said, I was just confused. And I honestly still thought of him as a close friend for some reason. Like I seriously considered him in the top three or possibly even like top two best friends besides my husband. So, uh, it's pretty, pretty dramatic change, you know, cause he wasn't always like this. So, uh, that was a worrisome sign. And then when I actually got into the group and saw some of the tactics that it was using, I also had felt like kind of a red flag because he talks all about abundance and stuff, but the, the tactics seem kind of remind me some of them of like MLM, um, kind of like pyramid scheme. Like, old-school sales tactics that are totally based on, like, lack of manipulation. That's just my personal opinion. It didn't feel quite right, but uh, I still kind of decided I would try it anyway. Even though I always learn when I have those signs that something isn't right. I'm it, They're true. But I still sometimes have to go against it just to prove that to myself. So that was the case here. I went against my initial intuition. Even the welcome video for the course when he first showed it to me when he was working on it, gave I just felt like something was a bit off with it and it kind of gave me a weird vibe, which I couldn't logically explain it because it was an energy thing. Totally, 
like um I felt felt like he looked like a completely different person and I don't know it's it's been a little bit odd but um I thought everything was fine when he came to visit and he seemed pretty much normal so this really threw me for a loop and I'm still trying to like digest what happened and figure it out sort it out mostly for like educational purposes and because I am so interested in psychology and spirituality and so this is like a really interesting like case study unofficially of that and uh, basically so I started I realized I sorted through the, the stuff that was confusing me two or three weeks ago and I've noticed whenever you heal a trigger like you actually heal the pattern you get like this huge onslaught of downloads and insights and information and clarity so that happened to me and I realized I don't actually want to be part of this group another shady thing was that he knows how much I hate Facebook I've told him like a hundred times over the years and we've had like little debates about it and stuff he knows how much I hate it and he waited until after I had signed up to, t to ask me to please make one for the for the program so that was another red flag <laughs> and it's like once I finally let myself start seeing them there were so many um so then here was the final the straw that broke the camel's back okay I told him hey listen I'm gonna have to back out of this program I don't think I can give it the commitment that it requires and I really feel called to do a self-initiated approach to this I don't feel like I need guidance from an external source right now my intuition is like so clear on this that it's undeniable and I knew with every cell in my body that that was the right choice just like my initial reaction to say no was the right one it's just that I doubted it for a bit and um he did take the time to respond, but only because he's like, I'd really like to sort this out before the group starts tomorrow. So in, a, so in other words, he thought it was worth it to respond when he thought he might be able to convince me to stay. And asked me to please explain why I would commit and then back out at the last minute. And so I recorded voice notes explaining, you know, I still considered him a friend, so I shared some personal things that were very significant to me. Um, that a real friend would have, like, asked about or responded to or said something about. And um, he just, like, listened to the voice notes. And when I guess when he realized that I was not convertible to his little group thing, which I had a weird vibe about, too, um, it's like he didn't even answer. Even though I was saying, hey, we're I was basically saying we're still cool, right? Like, I hope this doesn't inconvenience you even though I knew it didn't because he has like 30 other people in the group at least. And he just didn't even fucking bother to answer. It was like this passive-aggressive, cold, gross response. And, and as soon as I saw this and was like, wow, this is fucked up and got, I felt really insulted, all the other red flags appeared and I saw he's been acting like borderline sociopathic. And I don't know if this is like was some trait that was always there. I guess he always kind of seemed self-absorbed, but it's almost like, you know, you give someone some money and power and followers and any of their ego blind spots or weaknesses that they haven't healed are going to be magnified, <laughs> which is, I think, what happened here. Like, he's kind of, it's kind of just really, really clear um, that he's just not thinking clearly and he thinks of himself as enlightened and 
seems like he really wants the role of a spiritual leader. And I was questioning him on that, like, why do you feel like you want to be a leader? Because right there, it's a red flag to me. I feel like a lot of um, kind of spiritual types who give themselves titles like that, it's about some kind of ego thing. Like, that to me is just so obvious. Um, and it's just, it's crazy to me that someone can have this big of a blind spot where they literally forget to treat other humans with basic common human decency and just treat people like it's sociopathic like straight up and I don't know where this comes from I've really just been thinking lately about this because it's been so interesting to me like where uh how can someone change so much like that is it like they were always like that and conditions brought it out is it some kind of like channeling because sometimes I get the vibe he's channeling something that is um doesn't have its the best intentions even though it appears really like good on the surface and I personally have a huge uh resistance or skepticism when it comes to anything that we channel that talks about things like I even have kind of like a aversion to traits like the new earth or anything that's kind of like an established lingo that gurus use and followers use because I think these types of things come with their own consciousness, their own egregores, which is like a thought form that forms based on people's beliefs. And it takes on a mind of its own and often has its own agenda. And I really feel like some people, when they're talking about certain concepts, I can almost see behind their eyes that this like blankness takes over. And I think that's the egregore. Like when you start resonating with uh, the hive mind that uses certain terminology and stuff, it can be very like intoxicating and it almost takes over your individual identity. Like this friend, I don't know. There's definitely been times where I feel like, where did his personality go? Like where does his urge to relate to humans as other humans, or at least with me, like he kind of just stopped even putting the effort in. But one of the first pieces of advice he gave people joining his group was stop giving away your medicine for free and he considers medicine your presence like the space that you can hold for people listening to them and like mentorship and stuff so you know right there it says it all like if he really thinks that you shouldn't give that away for free you shouldn't listen to people and be kind to them and support them unless you're getting their money. That is just, there you go, there's the problem. Um, And it's just interesting because I don't know how an organization, like a group that's built on that kind of stuff, I wonder if it's just sustainable. And I'm really not trying to talk shit. It's To me, it's just super, super interesting. And I honestly think that um, it's just a phase and he has stuff to learn and I, do fucked up stuff all the time too you know I'm not putting my I don't think I'm above anyone here um it was just a really interesting lesson for me in boundary setting because I was like hold on a second I deserve better than this like why am I here which brings me back to the thing that made me want to talk about this is having a narrative will blind you to what's right in front of your face a classic example is like a couple who's still holding on to their um the years that things were good between them, even though they're not and haven't been for a long time and might even be toxic and hurting things. Um, 
I just had this idea in my mind that this friend was like one of my closest friends and so great and even that kind of belief you just you won't want to see past it even if you have six months of uh, red flags and proof that they haven't been acting like a good friend at all. Um, so just beware of extreme thinking. Like if you find yourself thinking, I always this, or I would never that, be really careful. Um, because it's just kind of humbling to me to see someone who I respect so much and honestly consider one of the most conscious and even humble. I used to think all these things about him. Um, can just like I don't want to say get corrupted but I mean eh, it's, it's it's looking not looking so great lately I know it's just a learning experience but anyway just telling telling yourself that could never happen to me like I've definitely felt parts of my ego want to say I could never treat my friends that way no matter what but I think it's really important to remember we can always do anything and sometimes if you tell yourself I would never do that life will literally drop the same exact situation in your lap just to it's almost like a cosmic joke this happened to me when my stepmom told me she told me in like January this year oh I was divorced in January and married in March one year I didn't waste any time and I was like whoa that's crazy like even to me that it sounds extreme I don't think I could do that and I swear to God, I literally did the same exact thing with the same months and everything. Divorced in January and married in March. It was a crazy circumstance that that kind of caused me to get married so fast. Um, but I'm just saying that that's how it can be. So just be really careful about what you hate or what you judge or what you say. That can never be part of me because of course it could. You can't say that how you would act in someone else's shoes. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to excuse people that act in toxic ways. It's perfectly possible to set healthy boundaries. Like, I honestly set a really firm boundary with that friend and told them, like, you're behaving, like, in really manipulative ways and I don't accept that. Um, I don't, didn't feel like he was treating me as an equal and he clearly wasn't. It didn't see me that way. It's like when we made the same amount of money, he saw me as an equal and then suddenly he starts earning a lot more and has followers and... I'm not worth his time anymore, that um, I just kind of firmly said, this is how you've been acting, this is a huge blind spot, this is going to bite you really hard later if you don't kind of look at yourself right now because, man, how can you have this big of a blind spot? And I used to really avoid and fear this kind of confrontation, but at this point, I feel like it's kind of like a role that I have because... I say things that other people won't say, and I'm sure that other people have thought this about this friend, um, and he even told me several others have mentioned the culty thing that I brought up. Because it is, it's like this culty, um, needing to see yourself as some kind of leader, and uh, seeing yourself as separate from other people, like that your literal presence is medicine, and that other people are just, should be honored to be in your presence, and... <laughs> They have to pay even just to, like, be around you. <laughs> I don't know. It seems really silly. I I want to stay humble, though, and I'm not trying to talk shit because I could totally... I mean, I was just in a fucking cult, like, two months ago. <laughs> 
and a couple weeks ago I was obsessing over something that seems really silly and trivial and nobody is perfect, okay? Um, I just wanted to make this to illustrate how your beliefs and attachments can totally just blind you, so be really wary about what you believe and the effect it has. Beliefs are almost never helpful, so I really hesitate to have any. The, the main thing that I feel most comfortable having is maybe perhaps like a strong um, suspicion that something is true. For example, I have a strong suspicion that I'm not only Chelsea, I have other lives, parallel lives happening at the same time as this one. I strongly suspect that, but believing it, like what's the point of that? It only limits you. Whereas staying open to the fact that it's possible just helps you see reality in a lot clearer of a way. Uh, and we all kind of like have beliefs about things and none of us are above this type of thinking at least sometimes because that's the way we're conditioned to be. Just like construct your interpretation of reality and protect it at all costs and attack the ones that don't agree and um, shun the dissenters. It's all very culty. And I've kind of realized or... I highly suspect recently that society is kind of like a cult that we're all born into. And we even have that kind of Stockholm Syndrome and attachment with it. Jessa Reed, a really awesome podcaster I listen to from the Soberish podcast. Check her out if you haven't heard her before. She says we have like a codependent relationship with society because we get like our sense of well-being from it. We feel like it protects us. It's like an authority figure we can... Um, default to, but it's ultimately toxic because it doesn't actually have our best interests at heart at all. So um, there are a lot of dark forces out there, and as things, especially in America, get a bit crazier this year and the fear ramps up, which I am forecasting for 2020, especially leading up to the election, I think that we're going to see a lot more of these kind of culty tendencies and dynamics and people's true character coming out for better or worse. There's going to be a lot of people trying to take advantage of those who are scared and vulnerable and looking for answers because that's ultimately what cult leader types of people do. And I'm not saying my friend is a cult leader or anything. I'm not even talking about him anymore. I'm talking more about the forum that I was just on a couple months ago where the guy was totally just feeding off of people in the worst possible ways. It was really gross. I'm probably going to talk more about that on here sometime. But uh, I just want to remind you that no one's immune to this kind of stuff. I think we tend to think, I could never fall for that. I'm above that. I'm beyond that. And we think people in cults are kind of like weak-willed. But I just learned today that only 5 to 6% of people who end up in cults are mentally unstable. Most of them are just ordinary people who come from like a typical background um, and are mostly mentally healthy but have just gone through something hard like a breakup or like a death in the family or an illness. Um, so it's like it just preys on that type of uncertainty and it's just important to look out for this, not liter not just literal cults, but culty thinking, where you find yourself wanting to protect your beliefs at all costs and you're afraid to question. If you find yourself afraid to question something, 
that is like the biggest sign that you need to. Um, and that's the biggest red flag that you can watch out for when it comes to cults and culty dynamics is that if people aren't allowed to question things and there's just some sort of someone that they default to for everything, but they are either overtly or subtly punished for asking questions, oh, it's going to go bad. Like that is just a recipe for a cult and all sorts of weird stuff can happen. So I'm kind of obsessed with cults. I, I love learning about them and I f- just find it so, so, so interesting. And I think it's relevant because like it's coming up in my consciousness a lot this year because of that experience I had and also maybe I can just talk about it and help people avoid that kind of stuff. Um, so just remember like skepticism is good. Having a certainty and blind belief is often not very good unless it's like certainty and blind belief in yourself in knowing like that you can trust yourself in life and that everything's going to be okay. That's really the only belief you need to have. You don't need to believe you're in control or that the world events are going to go this way or that this person will be in your life forever. Even with my husband, it's like I started saying forever to him and then I caught myself and was like, can we actually not use that word because nothing is promised and it just, the only reason you'd want to use that word is out of some kind of attachment and I don't want to turn this connection into that because it's something really sacred and beautiful and I want it to be something we choose every day, not something we, you know, something that feels like some kind of obligation. So, uh, yeah, paying attention to the language you use about things is really, really important, especially when it comes to any types of absolutes, like forever or always or never. Um, If you look beneath these uh, phrases we use, it's usually that we're just trying to reassure, reassure ourselves that we have some kind of control. And I think that those kinds of patterns are going to just cause us a lot of misery in these times. I don't understand what's happening astrologically, but I do know that something is happening that's making bullshit a lot harder to stand. Not just for like spiritual types, but everyone. But I think especially spiritual, empathic types or people who feel energy, they're kind of like going through it first now. I've heard someone describe it as we're on the energetic front lines. Um, so you might find it harder to relate to other people. You might be getting the urge to self-isolate and be alone a lot. Um, you might be feeling extra emotion, emotional, like you get triggered all the time. So I'm going to start mentioning this in like pretty much all my videos and podcast episodes. Um, that I'm putting my signal out there to offer mentorship for people who are going through this, that are on that kind of spiritual roller coaster and can't tell what up from down and like are stuck in self-judgment and want to learn how to be easier on themselves and get in touch with magic again, or just need like an accountability, you know, need accountability for doing their shadow work. Um, I'm doing like mentoring sessions for that. I really recommend paying at least 30 bucks an hour more if you can afford it because I think you should invest the amount that feels significant to you because it does change the way you treat the information. Um, I've done, like I've said in a couple videos now, I've done the advising mentorship stuff 
without the financial aspect and with it and it's literally like night and day like totally different the amount of engagement and everything it, it makes a huge difference um so email c.wells2110 at gmail.com to ask me about that or really get a hold of me on any avenue that you can doesn't matter but um hopefully this rambling episode got across what i wanted to get across and um Thank you. If you feel called to talk to me about this mentorship stuff, just like reach out. It doesn't mean you're committing to anything, but maybe I can help you with some questions you have or something. But just remember that if you're going through this, the stuff I described, you're definitely not alone. I've had um, all of the clients I've spoken to so far are going through some version of this and none of you are alone, so... Just know that. Even if you don't reach out to me, just know you aren't alone, and I'll be talking about that more um, in the future. So, thank you.